Super Bowl Sunday, 1991, I'm with the 5th Army Group with Operation Desert Storm when I heard this. And sung by Grammy Award winner, Whitney Houston. Broadcasting and podcasting live from the Structure First studio. This is the Structure First Power of Performance, the show that asks the question if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? Talk about great performances. Ooh, 1991, Whitney Houston and that Super Bowl. Folks, I don't know if the Star Spangled Banner can ever be topped at a Super Bowl. That was just such a memorable moment. Little did I know just a couple of days later, I would get to live out a lifelong dream of not just serving America in time of war, but actually fighting in one in the coastal city of Kafji, which is on the coast in Saudi Arabia. And it would prove to be a pretty significant engagement on the ground. And uh, I was felt very fortunate to be there um, in service to our great country. Hey, listen, if your lobby 
If your headquarters building looks like it's trapped in 1991, give our sponsor a call, email, go online, structure first, next generation financial spaces. When was the last time you went down into your lobby and looked around? If you get the feeling that the velvet rope line is screaming out, old, outdated, and you want to do something different, headquarters, branches, and transformations, next generation financial spaces, structurefirst.net. Hey, listen, as we head into Super Bowl weekend, we're all going to see the ads of these big Fortune 500 companies, but I wanted to talk to someone who's not going to have an ad on Super Bowl Sunday this week. Um, Eloquent Online does not have a Super Bowl ad this week on the Super Bowl, a little out of our price range. Now, if you are at in the cafeteria of New Braunfels Middle School, I think we could afford a little two-by-two two there on the back of the student newspaper, <laughs> but Super Bowl rates were a little out of our fiduciary reach. What is it like for these in every city? There is a pizza place that you go to where the food is better. The pizza is better than Papa John's and Domino's and all the big pizza brands you're going to see. Last year... Bud Light was good enough to tell us what's in their beer. I guess that's interesting to some people. Um, what about – and this year they're going to tell us to buy their seltzer since that whole thing is kicking off. I thought, what does it take to have a niche market, a micro brand that's getting macro results? And so we're going to talk to our friends at Freetail Brewery, and they are located in San Antonio, Texas. Had a great conversation with them, and we're going to talk about what is it like, you know, multinational beer competition, Bud Light, Coors Light, all the big guys, as well as some really, really big Texas beer brands, Lone Star, Shiner Bach. And so we're going to find out what does it take to survive in a world of tremendous competition when you're not the biggest. However, people think perhaps yours is the best. And we'll do it all right after this. Remember, if you want to hear the show on your smart device or Amazon Echo, just say Echo Play Structure First Power Performance Podcast on TuneIn. Jason, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, hey, welcome to the show. The uh, the studio audience is on their 14th free oh, show. We're in a really good mood right now. Yes, there's at least one guy <laughs> face down in the bowl of beer nuts over there, but he'll he'll hear this show after after we record it. Hey, listen, Jackson. For hundreds of years, Americans have enjoyed. Beer. Believe it or not, uh, at one point in America, it was the most popular breakfast drink. There's a trend that could come <laughs> back and make a lot of people happy. Um, but tell us, why do folks enjoy free-tail beer? Yeah, so people enjoy free-tail beer, at least in the South Texas market, because we're always innovating new beers for people to try. Uh, whether it's at the brew pub, we're making uh, experimental uh, brands over there, or we're making new core seasonal brands uh, year-round. And uh, another big thing why people love pre-tailed beer is because it's 
small batch beer, but with that, we're able to closely look at every step of the process, and because of that, uh, you know, we've got a lot of big tastes coming out of, out of small batches um, in our downtown tap room. And then another thing um, is that it's local, right? You know, you get a right. lot of growing, you get a big trend of people, a lot of younger people especially, uh, more keen to supporting small businesses. And uh, you see made in San Antonio on the free chill product, they say, oh, wow, it's made here in town, you know, of course I'm going to drink that. So, yeah, when you see it at HEBs or, or if, you, if you Google, uh, you know, local, local craft breweries, you know, they see that and they're going to flock to it because it, it's, it's, you know, it's exploding here in South Texas. Right. Well, I remember being in Austin about 10 years ago, and I felt like I was on some weird episode of the Twilight Zone where I traveled to a planet where everybody was 20 years younger than me. And you know, these business people coming out of this office building were not like my dad. They were all of these young people. I thought, what happened? Did, did the University of Texas open up a branch office over here in this executive <laughs> complex? But it is true. There is a, uh, a young demographic moving into, uh, I tell everyone, the uh, 100 or so odd miles between Austin and San Antonio might be some of the most prosperous and, and, and diverse generational everywhere, everything, anywhere you'll go in the country. So it's a great time for this. But as you heard me in the setup, you compete with some of the biggest beer brands on earth, Budweiser, Miller, all those guys, as well as some of the biggest brands right here in Texas, Shiner and Lone Star. Tell us how you guys broke into this market. Yeah, so while we're not in like direct competition with these brands, our overall goal is to dominate the craft beer scene in Texas at the very mm, least. Interesting. But, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so how we started, how we really broke into it, uh, we really had to start with uh, building our foundation with the Brew Pub when we first opened in 2008. Um, craft beer scene was in its infancy stages in San Antonio. It really started with, uh, forgive me for this, I think it was Blue Star Brewing uh, in Southtown uh, that really kind of kicked everything off. But it, like I said, it was still, you know, a, a very, uh, in, in its very young stages, uh, at least in right. San Antonio. Uh, in Austin, Dallas, and Houston, it really kind of took off uh, way before we did. But, you know, we're, we're catching up and, you know, we're really getting there, but um, around the middle of the uh, previous decade, uh, when we really started to gain our following, uh, we started distributing to more off-premise locations. And by off-premise, right. I mean uh, places like Specs or HEB or convenience stores. And so once we were, you know, once we had our following, or we started to, to distribute to these locations, and. Uh, yeah. Following that, uh, we were able to further help support it with, uh, you know, demonstrations at, at like I said, off-premise locations that really helped spread the word because craft beer in itself, say, let's just take retail for an example, it's not going to sell itself. It's really going to be all word of mouth because, you know, everyone right. loves Bud Light, everyone loves Miller Light, but when they see a, a, a craft beer and, that they've never seen before and then they go to try it, you know, they're going to tell like 10 of their friends that, hey, you know, I love this beer. I love this beer. We should all, wow. you know, let's all buy a six pack or let's all go to the tap, uh, the tap room or the brew pub and uh, let's try more of what they have to offer. Yeah, that is great stuff. And I love mm -hmm. what you just said. I remember this goes back many years. 
Uh, I was at a very, very small financial brand in Evansville, Indiana, and the CEO said, yeah, we're competing with Bank of America. And I said, no, you're not. Bank of America doesn't know anything about you, and you're not competing with them. Uh, your, your job is to take care of your customers as best you can, and if you do it the right way, they will actually enjoy doing business with a smaller, local, well-known, get-to-know-you kind of brand. But I also love what you just said about the word of mouth. Isn't it amazing? You know, despite all the social mm-hmm. media, despite all the great communicative mediums we have, that continues to be the number one way to build a brand. Of course, the other thing it takes, is I'm sure you know, uh, Jackson, is you have to have great people. So if you want to be a microbrewery that gets macro results, what does it take from your team of employees to be successful? Yeah, so a, a big thing for retail in San Antonio is staying active in the community, right? So uh, so one example right off the top of my head um, is how we have one of our core beers, the Conservation, it's one of the blondos that we have. Um, with that, we have a program to help the San Antonio Zoo. So to get specific, uh, $1.50 for every pint that we sell at a, uh, at a bar or a restaurant goes towards the San Antonio Zoo to help uh, conserve wildlife efforts and you know, help oh. maintain facilities, things like that. So that, that's just one example off the top of my head to help the community out. Um, and kind of going back on what I previously said, uh, doing promotions at, at, at on and off premise locations, you know, and they could be really anywhere. It could be at a museum, an art gallery, or it could be at your local neighborhood bar. Uh, we'll set up and we'll, we'll, we'll hand out, you know, koozies, stickers, and, you know, that, that's, that's just one small effort to really get our name out and, and, and help, you know, uh, make awareness in the community. And then another big thing is working closely with our distributors is another big one, uh, making sure that, you know, we're working hand-in-hand with them and, and making sure that communication is, is, uh, is evident in every day, you know, you know, so... Distributors is another big one, and then uh, of course our brewers, you know, always innovating new beers, new delicious beer for people to try out, um, and, and that could be at the brew pub, or like I said, uh, it could be one of our seasonal offerings that we come out with every about like two or four months. It, it really just depends, but um, you know, just making new beer for people to try out, and uh, you know, just always staying on top of what what's what's new. And it doesn't have it doesn't have to be like hard seltzers, excuse me, uh, hard seltzers, or you know, how, how that oh that whole trend has really exploded. Uh, yes, I know. Um, yeah, <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, we talked about that really in the pre-call. But... It's like apparently this Super Bowl is going to be all about. Uh, last year we told you what was in our beer. This year we're going to tell you that Bud Light is no longer making beer. I don't know. It's, you're absolutely right. Exactly. These, these trends do come and go, and I talk about it all the time. When did the rumor become the reality? When, would, when did you first hear about White Claw and then everybody was, was you know, drinking it? But um, it sounds like you guys are staying true to the beer business, and I do, I do like that. Now, before I get to my last question, I do want to ask you, if someone is going to be downtown San Antonio this weekend and they're going to be enjoying a nice, you know, plate of chips and guacamole or something like that, uh, which retail product might you recommend for someone like me who prefers a lighter, you know, a lighter form of, of ale, not the really weedy kind? Yeah, gotcha. So uh, you, you mentioned ale, so I would have to recommend uh, the April mentioned Conservate, uh, the blonde ale. 
that or one of our uh, best sellers is the Bat at Hellas. It's a German style <laughs> lager. Nice. Yep. And uh, if, if you're looking to you know, dip your toes in the, in the IPA scene, uh, we have a nice session IPA. It's called the Slow Flow. That one's really good too. It's got like a dry mouthfeel and like a little bit of fruitiness to it. it I like that one a lot. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, very, very, very cool. Lot of options that we have. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, when I was a kid, we used to go play outside. <laughs> you know, we were riding our bikes and playing group football and stuff like that. Oh, and we lived in the suburbs. And, yes, and my dad had what we called a workbench in the garage. And he'd be out mowing the yard. And one day I walked in the garage, and there sitting on the workbench was this, you know, little bottle of Pearl Light. And it was hot outside, and I thought, I'm just going to try this. And I took a little sip, and I thought, okay, I guess I don't understand what all the excitement is about. Of course, I was only eight or nine years old. But, yeah, that was the first first one I ever had. Do you you remember your first beer by any chance, what it was? I think my first beer, I think I didn't even think I started drinking beer until I was 18. Um, Oh, I think my first beer was, yeah, my first beer was the Blue Moon. And growing up, Blue Moon, okay. yeah, my parents never really had soda in the house for me and my brother to, to, to drink. So I guess coming around to carbonated beverages for me was kind of a big, like, it was a big thing because, like, I just never yeah. really drank, like, sugary carbonated beverages. And so my first sip of Blue Moon was, you know, it was rough. I winced a little bit, and I kept drinking <laughs> it, and I, I, I kept enjoying the taste. I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty enjoyable. So, yeah, yeah Blue Moon, I, I will still get... Uh, either that or a Dos Equis. Those are my go-to whenever I'm just out and about uh, drinking with my friends. So, yeah. <laughs> all, all good calls, all good calls. But I know that mm-hmm. if, uh, if people have the chance, you want them to try the great uh, assortment of the Freetail products. I, I met these guys a little bit over the summer. I was really impressed with the spirit that your team had. Everyone was, was fired up. And uh, I just want to wish you continued success on everything you guys are doing, Jackson. And thank you so much for taking thank some you. time out to join us today. Awesome job. Jackson Finley. Thanks for having me, man. Hey, folks. If you're, you know, a lot of banking conferences happen in San Antonio. Uh, you'll find yourself here. It's a great I, – I traveled all over the country, all over the world when I was a professional speaker, and I can tell you hands down, San Antonio is one of the absolute best conference cities. If you're ever in town for one of these, uh, stop on by freetailbrewing.com. Hang with a local. Try out some of these great local beers. I've got some great places you can go to enjoy food and a beer or just go to the tap room or the brew pub. Um, But just a great thing to see, again, you know, a a smaller brand making it in the – and that's a lot of us. A lot of us are dealing with much bigger competition than our own brands. And you heard Jackson talking about it. Know your market and your competition. The, the, the incontrovertible value of word of mouth, that socially responsible local connection to the San Antonio Zoo, keep close to your partners. He talked about the distributors working hand-in-hand hand with them, people that impact your brand Some of y'all outsource call center things and things like that. How often do you check in with them? You want to make sure. That's why we do things the way we do at Structure First. We are in constant contact with those contractors when they're working on your branch redesign or your new headquarters building. Make sure you keep close to those who impact your brand. And, of course, you heard them say it, keep 
innovating. They don't just have a certain number of beers. They're constantly coming up with something new. People love things that are new. My guess is Bud Light's going to sell a lot of seltzer. If I'm White Claw, I'm thinking, you know what, a certain percentage of our marketplace might just go away. We'll see. That might be an interesting interview to do sometime as well. Hey, if you've got a team in the Super Bowl, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I know how exciting it is to have a team in the Super Bowl. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the ads. And until next we speak, my name is Jason Dyes. You've been listening to the Structure First Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, retail beer, would you leave the audience wanting more? Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast.